On this episode of Survivor Angels, demonologist and pastor Michelle Roos explains how to make your life better by writing your obituary. That and more coming up next. It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody. Michelle, I am totally fascinated <laughs> with you and what you do and all of your, how should I say it, credentials? that you have behind you. Welcome to Survivor Angels. Well, thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. Um, the energy is feeling amazing right now. So isn't it? Yes. I know. I, I just I, I knew when I started hearing about you that it's it's like I have to have Michelle come on. We have so much <laughs> to talk about. So let's let's start with your credentials. You are a pastor. Yeah. You are a demonologist. That makes total sense to me. But then there's the witch piece. So explain to me and our listeners and viewers how you work with that. So to start off as a child, you know, we have our psychic mediums and all that. And a lot of people always see this beautiful white light and it's, you know, uh, a past someone that has passed. But mine were very scary. I was always seeing this darker side. And, you know, and as a child, you're like, okay, what did I do? Oh, am I cursed? Am I going crazy? And it was one of those that I was trying a journey for myself. Because even as I got older, I've always seen people at the time of their death. Or if I seen something that was very negative in life, I was seeing them as these creatures you know, not like a, a person, but, you know, almost like their true soul came out. Um, very terrifying. And, you know, I still do it. That's why I always tell people don't ever come to me for love notes because I just can't give those to you. Um, but, you know, it's normally it might be grandma because you stole something from the jewelry box. But, you know, that's about as far as I'm going to go. But this journey had to go because I had to make sense for myself. I had to figure right. out why am I seeing this? What is going on? And so, you know, just kind of fumbling through things. And I still am. I'm still learning. Um, and the witchy part of it is, it, you know, if people read the Bible, you know, back in the day, everything was done with herbs, love, intentions, you know, things like that. This is how we did healing. And, you know, we do prayers. We, we've done everything. So it's kind of on the same line, but it keeps me on both sides. So I kind of walk right in between, you know, the balance of dark and light. And that's where I kind of found my comfort zone. So I started going and, you know, looking at what else can I, you know, get into? What am I supposed to? What is my purpose? So it was never a purpose for anybody out there but my own because I felt this void a void of why am I here? What is going on? Why do I keep seeing things like this? You know, am I damned? I, I don't know. 
And it, it's been a, a scary, you know, journey, but it's still going. Um, you know, the credentials I have are, you know, from a spiritual churches and stuff like that. So just to make sure people know, I am not a doctor, you know, I, I don't have that PhD, but again, it is about me. And then it felt like, okay, I'm starting to get this, but what do I do with it? And that's when I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm supposed to speak for spirit. I'm supposed to speak for those that didn't have a voice. The ones who lost their lives, the ones who took their lives. I am supposed to tell their story. So they're showing me their worst of worst times. You know what I mean? So right. I started slowly doing that. And with doing that, I was able to start feeling this relief. You know, um, it was always this nagging in my chest, kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, always feeling like, you know, is it, am I having heart attacks? What's going on? Severe anxiety. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And then as I started going to people's homes or things are happening, I, I started saying, oh, wait a minute. I need to be that truth beyond the truth. So the truth we read and the truth that needs to be spoken. And so that is why I was taking all those classes. I've been doing all these things because it was something to go, okay, I need to know how do I do this? How do I speak for spirit? How do I tell their truth? And it's just been going since then. Dice. I Dice. Know, right. It's, it, I'm always just fascinated with people's stories and journeys. And, and yours has got me completely pulled in now. <laughs> and so what... Do you focus on specifically, because I know you do paranormal investigations, um, and you, you like I, if somebody um, comes into, into our, our presence, so to speak, and they want to talk, we let them talk. Not that we have to give them answers, but we, we feel that, that calling to listen to people. But what, what do you feel like you're Let's, let's narrow this down a little bit more. Your focus is because you've done exorcisms also, correct? I was actually in a couple. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, speak to some of the more specifics, things such as that. Well, so a lot of people think that when you help with an exorcism and all that, they got to remember, I still do have the church with me. I, I'm not blazing in through a front door, holding a cross, saying, demon, be gone. There's a lot, a lot of work behind it. People don't realize all the medical that you have to go through with these people. You have to make sure that psychologically, emotionally, and physically, they're strong enough. And because mental illness is is on that fine line of I could be possessed, um, you have to be able to navigate through those. And the good thing about a lot of that is I'm able to see, is there something there? Is there something oppressing these people? Is there something that is maybe self-manifested? Is this on the line of mental illness? Do we get the right help? Because an exorcism, you know, when they portray them on the movies, 
they make them so horrific, but some, they're not all that horrific and you don't always win. You do lose people when you're trying and because of everything you have to go through. So if they're not ready to fight with you, you can't fight for them. And that's one thing, you know, like they say in the Bible, you know, God had said to the devil, you can throw these people around like rag dolls. You can do whatever, but you can't never take their soul unless they give it to you. And so with that in mind, these people have to be able to fight that and not give that up while you're fighting for them. And so it becomes a battle, not just with good and evil, but it also becomes a battle of the self-worth somebody feels about themselves. Right. How much of that, because Survivor Angels is all about those who struggle with trauma and just life in general. How much of that do you think is related to trauma in their lives, possibly? A huge, huge portion. People don't understand when we have intentions or, or let's say you're really suffering with really deep, dark depression. If you look at it on the, the side of possessions, it's considered oppression. And as we get into a dark way, our brains are so powerful that they start playing tricks on us. We start manifesting our own types of demons and it can be any type of demon, you know, and we carry it on our shoulders, almost like a shadow. And so as that's, you know, how everybody says, you know, weight on my shoulder, those are real manifestations of a darker side that is trying to combine with you. And that's what you're trying to tear apart. You know, when I see things like that, I see them like um, the like tentacles that are just kind of like in people's backs and it's just sucking their energy and their life out of them. And so you have to get them prepared to release that before you can help them with anything else. And I have been with people. I mean, I personally have been in dark depression. I, I will be the first to admit it where anything I seen, I thought people are, you know, against me or I wasn't good enough or this. And I could never see that glimmer of light when someone said, I love you or I'm with you to me was, well, what do they want? They can't really love me. Sure. And so knowing that feeling and how I have to cleanse myself and, and take care of myself, I'm able to help those doing the same thing because it is the hardest thing to look in a mirror and shed all that old off. Pretty much like giving yourself your own funeral to release oh. all of the past and I've noticed it worked for me, so I utilize that. It is the hardest thing to stand in a mirror and say five good things about yourself with true feeling, oh. not just words. And if you can do that, then I always tell them, write yourself an obituary or write something and put yourself to rest, the old self, and shed it. So the new birth can come out and you could be someone who you've always wanted to be. And that's how I kind of work with all the stuff with the churches and the exorcisms, because all that is as one. 
So in that, because like you recommend to write the obituary, do you go through a grieving process because you're losing your old self and you're you're either gaining a new self or regaining your true self? I, I believe it's a little bit of both. But yes, you do go through a grieving stage because people want to feel good, but they're afraid to let go because at that point you're like, do I feel empty? It, what, what's going to be in that spot? You know, because that's all they can hold on to. This is all I have. And mm -hmm. so it it's a really hard thing. And that's why I said, you know, whether you do paranormal or you do anything else, we always have to kind of watch to see, because a lot of people come to the paranormal events to find their own answers. True. Very true. Very true. So I want to go back to the demon piece now. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that we manifest a lot of our own demons, which I totally agree with because our mind is our worst enemy. As far as a definition of demons, though, what? how would you define a demon beyond that? Well, when I think of a real demon, I think of fallen angels. I feel the creator had made them. And then they had fallen. And that's that's how I see the demons. So, you know, I know they still have the power because, you know, they're still considered of some type of from the angels, you know. And so when we're talking about those, you know, a lot of people I try to explain, they're not just coming up here. You know, they, they do come because they want us to give in to them because there's always going to be that spiritual war. And we're going to be in it all our lives and lives after and after. And it's always going to be one of those. I call it the chess game. You know, what's your next move? And so when I think of demons, that's how I look at them. I totally agree. And Gavin, who I had on, the Irish demonologist, had the same definition. Um, but I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, even though I totally agree with you. <laughs> because there are those who say that there are other demons in the world that be beyond the fallen angels and not meaning us manifesting our own demons on ourselves. Uh, you know, because we hear all the legends about things like, like the Rougarou. It's yeah. like, what is that? Where did it come from? Is that a demon? Is it not a demon? What are your thoughts? Well, I think actually, you know, if we can believe in biblical times, there had to have been times where there are other types of demons. And I believe there are different types. Or is it one of those that it's the same type of demon, but as time has gone on, we've all had different names? Because, I mean, you think about it, we had gods and goddesses. So every different area has always, you know, made sure, because if you look at Akate, you know, the, the mother, the maiden, the crone, well, when you look on the German side, you also have the same type of goddess, but a different name. And I believe our demons have, you know, come through time, depending on what, you know, your faith-based is and how you are, your demons are are probably my demons, if you want to say that. Right. And, and just like we see in scripture, um, 
angels, even the light and love angels, manifest in different ways. They could manifest as a human. They could manifest as, I mean, we've heard the description with the wings. And yet, you yes. know, you go to Revelations and read the descriptions of angels and you're like, why ever see that? I'm going to run the other direction, even though it's still one of God's, you know, beautiful creations, you know, in light and love, it's the cherubim, the seraphim. Yeah. And those. And well, and that's the thing, people, you know, we have depicted angels and demons our own different ways of what they're supposed to look like or what they're doing that. Do our angels really have wings or are they all in armor? You know, are they like what our military are? You know, um, when they said God created them, just like he created us, he created us in his eyes. So, you know, depending on what he was doing, you know, at this time, they just like they said with the devil, he made him so beautiful that with our own eyes, we were not able to look at him because we would be blinded. Right. So, you know, I think as time has gone, you know, we have all changed the way angels look, the way demons look, you know, the way they get depicted on movies. But I think they all are all in one, because if you think of any faith or anything, you know, from pagans to, you know, anybody that has any type of religious type of thing, we all end up in the same. We all have one creator. We all have like some of our gods and goddesses are certain angels and demons. We just all depict them different. But I think we're all still as one. Yes. Yes. Do you see angels? I can't say if I have. I have seen when I'm working with that darkness, I feel this warmth of a bright light that comes over me that makes like my ear really hot and burning. And I hear this screech in my ear. But okay. then I feel something wrap around me. And it, it's the craziest thing because it almost feels like a mother's love. And, and it gives me power. But personally, physically, I haven't. I think if I ever did, I'd be running through the streets screaming because that would be the most amazing thing. Um, but I feel like they give us signs, you know, whether certain touches or they bring some one of our loved ones or our ancestors in. I feel like they're giving us the help we need to do the things. Right. Like a right. secret Santa. <laughs> I like that. I like secret Santa. Yeah. Well, and you know, I see angels, but I don't see them as this, this body standing there with, with the wings, you know, and a halo. I, even, even the, uh, the artists don't, you know, portray them with a halo. I'm not sure where that ever came from. Hallmark, probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> I, I see them as flashes of color. Yes. Um, now, when you talk about, you know, the, the warmth and everything to me, that says that's Michael, when you feel the warmth, because your know, spirits generally people say it's going to be cold and that's what I've experienced. And that's probably what you've experienced is if there's a spirit near, it gets colder. Michael, if you feel warm, he's bringing that warmth, And the fact that you felt secure and protected, I'm going to step out and say that was Michael that was there with you. And I will totally agree because I honestly, and it's funny you say that because, you know, we're talking about wings and halos, but when I get that wrap, like a mother's love, it, it feels not like an arm, but something else. 
And I've always just kind of, you know, I always say thank you because I do call upon Michael, Gabriel. I call on whoever I need at that moment. Um, but there's been many times where something takes over me and and I, I've blurted stuff out and, I, and they everybody looks at me and I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. But I'm going to say thank you. I say thank you every time because I'm just not sure. <laughs> and so and so you mentioned that the angels will bring in loved ones, spirits. This is a question I have been pondering. I don't know that I have an answer for it. So when that happens, is that the angels bringing us a message through our loved ones as spirit? Or is it spirit actually talking to us? I, I'm on the fence on this one. So am I. Because I know some, I know for a fact spirit can talk, but I've only been able to speak to those who've had the trauma or have had no voice. Um, But sometimes I feel the angels are helping our loved ones because like when I call in for some of my ancestors, I feel that angels are actually bringing those ancestors to me, you know, depending on if my ancestors were warriors or, you know, shamans, whatever they might've been. I feel that some of those get called in to help fight whatever I'm trying to fight. But I do know when I try to cross someone over, I almost feel like I'm in a, one of those sci-fi movies, you know, when the ships are going real fast, all those bright lights coming at you. When I see that, then I know that has to be with angels and the loved ones because they're bringing them closer to that light to help bring someone in. Interesting, because when I've helped people cross over, generally what I get is I, I get just this huge, it's it's like an opening, yes. but it's all light. And in fact, um, I was out in Virginia City with Shane Pittman and um, Heather Taddy and Aaron yeah. Sagers for a paranormal event here just last weekend and was doing a new type of method. And I saw the same thing in doing this method. And I'm thinking it's, except it was on a little smaller scale. And I'm thinking that is a portal opening up and, and it was all the light in the center. And it's like, that looks like where you would walk through where the angels would guide you through. See, and I feel that too, you know, and a lot of people say this white light, I've never seen it as white. I've seen it as streams of different lights, you know, blues and yellows and comforting colors, you know, because I've always wondered, do they really see the white light or do they feel the warmth of that light of love, you know, and acceptance Mm -hmm. and, and all that? Um, but I do, I, I kind of even feel like I get a little bit of vertigo when I do that. I get, yes. you know, and I, my stomach gets a little nauseated because I feel huh. like I am, I am not where I'm, I'm just right there on that realm, you know, and it is crazy feeling. Yeah, it is. It is really crazy feeling. And like I said, I've experienced when helping others, um, but then to be doing this method just in an investigation, that was, that was completely different and it was intriguing and fascinating at the same time that one I kind of I was getting a little pushback like don't go too close yeah which I found really interesting see we I get those too and it's so funny because during paranormal investigations when I can see there's like a portal or some kind of vortex 
and I try to walk close to it, I literally can feel stuff on my shoulders, like pushing me like, uh, uh-uh. uh. or if I'm trying to go down a hallway and then I just stop and I'm like, God, I feel like there's a wall. I can't move. And I'm like, you know what? I don't ever listen. So they must be really going, nope, fake wall. You're not moving, you know, because <laughs> they're like, you're going to listen this time. <laughs> so even though you may or may not call the angels in to protect you when you go on the investigations, it sounds like you, the angels are there protecting you. Oh, yeah. I honestly feel, feel that. I, I have. Um, and the crazy thing is I've been on some podcasts and there have been some mediums and stuff on there. And they're always talking about this big, tall guy standing behind me. And I'm always like, yeah, I always feel him because if things get hot and heavy, I start like really burning up from the inside. But then I feel hands on my shoulders and it calms me down. And, you know, everybody's kind of explained what he looks like. And it's so funny because it doesn't matter where I'm at. Everybody explains the same, you know, that he looks like he's about seven foot tall, like an old druid. And they've seen him like hover over me when I'm somewhere, just, you know, making sure I'm protected. And, you know, I don't feel fear from him, but I know he, I, I, I kind of get jolts from him. Like if I'm not if I'm trying to do something that maybe shouldn't be doing right away, I, I get jolts. Interesting. So. And when you see seven feet tall, the first thing that comes into my head every single time, Nephilim. Oh. Or yeah. Nephilim, however you choose yeah. to pronounce it. What do you get when I say that? I get kind of like fuzzy, you know. I My palms are sweating. <laughs> That's a, that's something I have yet to explore. And I know Mike Ricksecker has already done a lot with it. And um, I'm going to try and get him on a podcast where we can talk about Nephilim too. I think that would be amazing. And that's why I said, you know, I don't, I question, but I don't over question some of the things that happened to me. Because I'm like, you know, that's something I've always done. And I think that's why I was kind of in that area where I was at. When I just started opening myself up, just saying, okay, I trust. I'm, yes. I'm going to follow. And it just seemed to like grow from that. And, sure. uh, and I've been trying to do that, you know, and that's in, that's just in regular life too. You know, I trust a lot of people, whether you're good, bad, or indifferent. I think I've taken a lot of knocks, um, but I'm like, I'm not going to be able to stop that because when I think about, oh, you know, I'm going to stop this. I'm never going to do this again. It's almost like somebody slapped me in the back of the head, like, nope, that, no, nope, nope, you're going to keep doing it. <laughs> and, and and trust, I mean, it's key in this and especially working with angels, Um a lot of times you don't know if it's if it's a dark angel or if it's the the light angel, um, but you've you've got to trust and keep going. At what point? Because you do really walk that fine line. Yeah. At, at what point? What are some of the keys for you where you tip this way or this way of knowing whether it's the dark or the light? Um, I actually my body gives me physical signs, and I never okay. listened to it before. Um, you know, if I'm getting into something that I'm really need to kind of back up a minute and, and reevaluate, I will get very nauseated. My face gets very pale and I get really dry mouth. 
And I'm just like, okay, wait a minute here. And then when I step away from that situation, it's like, poof, gone. And then that tells me, okay, I need to think a different way. And then if I start going the right way, that's when I feel the arms around me and, and, but the screeching in my ear on just, it's just the right side and I'll move my hair to show people because it is so beet red. It looks like flames should be coming off of it. And the screeching is so loud that sometimes I try to listen, like maybe I'm going to catch something, but it is such a high pitch that you can feel, you could see it in my body vibrating and it just blows my mind. Right. That I know I, I've okay. never, <laughs> right, yes. I've never had the high pitched, but <sighs> I, I have, I actually get like church bells ringing because I have, I have tinnitus, but when, when the angels are, are trying to give me a message, it sounds like bong, bong yeah. like how church bells ring. And so as opposed to the screeching, that's what I get. And I think it's all how, who we are and how we receive things that it's going yeah. to be different for everybody. Oh, I think so too. And sometimes I get the, I'm like, well, if it's screeching really loud, are they yelling at me? Cause I'm not paying attention again. Or, you know what? They're, they're probably going, you know, I've got that angel. Like everybody says, my guardian angel is just like this, you know, <laughs> I know mine is. Yeah. And that's why I said, you know, and, but walking on the fine line, I have to be careful because like we said, you know, angels come in all forms. And there are still angels, I believe, even though, you know, they're the bright light ones that I think sometimes are pretty fed up with humanity, too. And so I'm like, are they going to come down acting love and light and then about pull me under to the other side? So I, I think about all that. My mind just keeps going and going and going, you know. We'd, we'd be dangerous if we spent a lot of time together because we would just be back and forth. What do you think? This is what I got. What do you think? I, I don't know. It would make a great movie. I'm just going to say <laughs> it would people be like, what? <laughs> Michelle, this has been great. Oh, I am be able to talk to someone that actually understands, you know, kind of like what I'm talking about. Because can you imagine me just telling anybody this? If they're going to be like, and you're not locked up. Why? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know I even have some family members that that they know what I'm talking about is is real, you know, and yet they still look at me and sometimes they'll even say, well, what do you got today? I know I get that, too. Hey, what are you seeing? Is it safe? You know, and just like I can't go into cemeteries. I try and try daylight or night. I get the worst sick feeling every single time. And I'm like, you know, I thought this is supposed to be peace. I don't get it. Interesting. And I cannot yeah. do it. I get stopped every time I get halfway in and I get a backward push, like get out. And it's so crazy. Because I go in now. Now, my husband has problems going in. He's, he's quite sensitive. Um, I go in and I get, I get the peace. It's like, it's like, this is home for me. So I don't know. Yeah. That's my next Something else. trying to figure out our next conversation. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> thank you. I have had an amazing time. I have to, we'll do this again. <laughs> 
Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's chaplainjody.me. And on Facebook at Survivor Angels-Chaplain Jody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.